This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me again today is Lionel Mark. Welcome, Lions. Thank you very much, Gary Dumela, to our podcasters and our guests. They're lovely, forever bright, and their energy is just amazing. The CEO <laughs> of Sabric is in the house, everybody. She is too. You know, Lions, I found it rather staggering because I was looking at something. I, I found it staggering to learn that South Africa, in South Africa, we have over 60 million debit cards and Whoa. nearly 8 million credit cards in circulation. That's Shut amazing. No, that's amazing. Where do people get the money? Well, I don't know where they, yeah, we'll, we'll find out <laughs> whether they see these cards or not. But, it, you know, all these credit cards obviously bring challenges and opportunities for criminals. Certainly. Sabric has reported that last year fraudulent spend with lost or stolen credit cards has increased by 37%. Wow. And this is a major concern to our banks. And therefore, that is why we've invited once again Kalyani Pillay. She's the CEO of the South African Banking Risk Information Center, known as Sabric. She's going to tell us all about what's going on, uh, how Sabric is com- campaigning to keep the public informed. I know that you've told us a million times, but just one more time, a little bit on Sabric. Thank you, Gary, and, and hello, Lionel, as well. Hello, um, Sabric is the South African Banking Risk Information Center, uh, a non-profit organization established by the major banks in South Africa 15 years ago to assist uh, South African licensed banks fight organized crime. And I think one of the things I always say to people, Gary, is that we really should be very proud because we we a very unique organization where competitors – Come together to fight crime as a collaborate in a collaborative way, which is really great. Um, so yeah, we we we're very happy to have the opportunity to empower South Africans and particularly bank customers uh, on how they can protect themselves, uh, and more particularly over this particular time of the year. Yeah, I guess right now this is the time where we have to be extra cautious and extra careful with our credit and debit cards. How does it happen? What's going on out there with these cards? Well, well sure. You know, you, you spoke about uh, the number of cards that are out there. And, of course, you know, you don't get bank books anymore. So, of course, everybody has that has a bank account gets issued with a card. And many people get ha- apply for more than one. So, so there are lots of cards in circulation. But what we've been finding over recent times is that uh, it's not a new modus operandi, but certainly doing the rounds again and has been for the last couple of months is where uh, criminals are actually stealing bank customers' cards right in front of them without them even realizing it. And they're doing this at ATMs. So, of course, you know, when somebody goes to an ATM, they go there because they want to draw cash or they want to do a transaction. So they don't go there just to fiddle around and, you know, and, and, and they are usually quite impatient or get a little bit annoyed if the ATM doesn't do what what they needed to do. So the example I'll give you is that what we're seeing is that people, you, you, a person, a bank customer goes up to the ATM 
inserts their card and then suddenly sees a screen that looks a little bit different from what they normally used to. And the reason for that is because the perpetrator goes to that ATM before when there's nobody at it and they they have been setting the screen to cardless transactions. Can you do that? Yes. So the banks have actually made it um, made various um uh, Platforms available and for for bank customers, all part of their service offerings to make it easy. And of course, if you do cardless transaction at an ATM, then it's a different process that you need to use. And of course, people can ask their banks to explain this, so you don't need to put a card into the ATM. Mm. But of course, you still need your PIN and that kind of thing. So anyway, um, what they do is they set it to the screen. So of course, the screen looks a little bit foreign because you've not seen this particular screen before, mm. and you've now inserted your card. So what they do is that they've done that deliberately so that you almost need somebody to come and explain to you or help you with what's going on. Mm. And they very kindly, and I say that in inverted commas, come over to you and offers you that kind of assistance or says to you. How are these guys dressed? So what do they, well, what are, who are they? So look, they, they usually will not, not make you feel suspicious. Let me mm. put it that way. You know, they're usually very nicely dressed. They mm. probably speak well as, uh, as well. Mm. So what they do is that when they come up to the ATM. Now, you've already put that card in. They, We've seen it on footage. They so quickly press the cancel button. So they come up to you, right up to you. They press the cancel button and your card ejects from the ATM, but you don't realize it because they ca- they close up to you. They're talking to you. They're telling you, you know, what needs to be done. And in the meantime, they've actually removed this card from the ATM. They either put another one in very quickly or they put nothing in. Now, they've got they're in possession of your card, which, of course, they would put into their pockets very quickly. Mm. They then stand while standing alongside you and purporting to help you. They, they tell you to write, go ahead now with your transaction. You can put your PIN number in. No, now, it's four no. numbers. And, of course, they want to remember that number. So they're now in possession of the PIN number. They have the card in the pocket in their pocket. Of course, your transaction's not going to happen because your card's not in the machine. Mm. Um, and so then they, they would say something along the lines of, well, then you're going to have to go into the bank branch because, you know, something's wrong. And then, of course, you go away highly frustrated. You take this card out of the machine. You put it into your bag without looking at it. It'll usually be the same brand of that particular ATM. Or they'll say, look, the card's jammed. You've got to go and tell your bank. So you don't get a card. And what they do is that they go to the nearest ATM away. Obviously, they don't use the same ATM. They go to the nearest ATM to the one that they've just done this. And they need to draw that money very quickly before Mm. you detect that you actually don't have your card with you. Mm. The other thing that we found that they've been doing, and this has been in very recent weeks, that they're taking this card and they're going into a store and they're buying things with it. Things that they can actually dispose of that they can resell. So it's part of the laundering of the funds, but obtaining it differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the advice to bank customers is absolutely under no circumstances should you take help from anybody at the ATM, irrespective of how well they speak, how well they dressed. If you're having a problem at the ATM, call the bank's call center number. It's usually on the ATM, but if it's not there, you have to have it on your contacts. It's a number that you can't do without. Mm. Uh, and for that matter, your your mobile service provider's call center number as well. You should keep with you. So call the bank, explain to them what's happened. Uh, alternatively, if your card is still, you're able to get your card out, cancel the transaction, go into a bank branch or go to another ATM, but do not 
under any circumstances take help from anybody. You know, Kalyani, what you're saying is so obvious, and yet, notwithstanding it, people are making thousands, the same, thousands, thousands of thousands. people. Yeah. I know Palesa was like shuddering yeah, as you were talking. Yes. Because I guess it could happen that there's a person standing behind you, you're a bit stuck, yeah. and they say, no, 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 just push this button. Yes. Meantime, he's pushing the cancel Absolutely. button to stop your card. He's, I, you he's manipulating, uh, he or she is manipulating you emotionally. It's part mm. of the social engineering. They know how you're going to respond. Mm. They know you're going to be grateful yeah. to somebody who's offering you help, that you think that this is this kind person helping you get along with what you need to do. Uh, yeah, sometimes you're standing in a long line as well. Absolutely, and you've Frustrated. Yeah, you want to get Eventually, done. you get to the front, and then this thing doesn't work. Yep. So you look yep. to the guy behind you to help. Yeah. Lines. Uh, I mean, we, I think we know better, but there are a lot of people that just don't. And in the spur of the moment, mm. that emotional decision mm. is what costs people their money. Yeah. I read something. I think it's off your website. They say that people use the, the crooks use those cards that they steal to uh, buy stuff at liquor stores. Service stations, mm-hmm. toll plazas, and grocery stores. Absolutely. Those are the main ones. That so, with the debit cards, that's what yeah. actually happens. With credit cards, we're finding sort of similar spend, but also some additional ones. People are buying air tickets, they're buying, uh, booking and paying for holiday accommodation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes they do that because they can rent it on to somebody else and get some money out of it, you know, that kind of thing. So, we, we, we seeing all kinds of spend, but a lot of things around, if you see liquor stores and, 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 uh, Grocery stores, they can buy goods and they can actually sell it off. Yeah, you for know? Sure. So, yeah. uh, obviously, with tolls and things, they would pay, and those are smaller amounts. They just pay for it and get away with it. Yeah. Actually, it's also happening at the uh, uh, what you call this filling stations where yes. people want to actually fill for you. Yes. You give them cash, they actually <coughs> swipe it for you. So, those are some of the. Um, it's yeah. part of the laundering. Explain uh, that the one. Funds. So I'm not quite with you. So you get to the filling station. Yeah. A guy would approach you to say, "How much are you filling with?" Uh, yeah. You go, "Oh no, I want to get petrol for 300 rand." He's yeah. like, "No, it's fine. I'll pay it for you. Give me the cash. I'll, I, you, I'll use my card. <coughs> you give me the cash." <laughs> so that's so, so, so they, they obviously in those instances would we would make you know assume that they are part of the of the syndicate. Um, and if they have um, a fake or a counterfeit card with them and already have the PIN number, at the oh. end of the day, the employee, the, the owner of the service station will get payment and is not necessarily a part of this, mm. <coughs> will get the payment um, you, with a fraudulent card. Oh, I see. And then, yeah. and then yeah. the, per, the, the, the person who served you has got the cash. I would assume that in that instance, they're really a part of, of, all of, of the syndicate that's actually doing this. I guess, uh, I mean, I know that on your website you, you very clearly say, please check your bank balance and your, and your statement All the time, yeah. all the time. And you know, Gary, I think the important thing is that we, we also encourage bank customers to make sure that they get receive SMS notifications for any transaction that occurs on their account, whether it's a transfer, mm. interbank transfer, or whether it's a payment. Yeah. And it's part of wanting to minimize and the, the, the risk that you face and mitigate those, those losses by, by um, if you receive a notification of an unauthorized payment that's gone off, you can contact your bank immediately to ensure that there's no further transactions that take place. So it's very important to get that. But to look at that bank statement, don't even wait for it once a month. I don't even know if banks post it to people anymore, but online. So go on to again, make Mm. sure that the computer you use is not one in a, in a internet cafe or in a place that you don't know the actual machine. Make sure that when you're logging onto your bank's website, you type in 
www and uh, another important thing that people don't realize uh, that we actually advising when you're going to your bank say if you're using your even your own device that mm. you know mm. don't just go to the drop down or to your favorites or to the previous ones and click on that mm. get into the habit of typing in the url in the address bar Every single time that you need to go into your bank account, <laughs> type the www. Not with smiley because he doesn't do that. Don't go <laughs> and do the, the, the click on 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 you know um, the previous things. Just don't. In the, just we have a minute or so left, Kalyani. What's really important is um, what was it I wanted to ask you? Um, yeah, if you don't report your lost card very very quickly. You could be liable uh, to the banks. Well, well, well look, the, 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 you, you should. The, the, uh, if you don't report it quick enough, mm. there's the opportunity of the criminal actually doing more transactions yes. and getting away with it. Uh, the bank would require you to report it as soon as possible. Mm. Uh, but for every single incident and for every single unauthorized uh, amount that's taken out of your account or payment that's made. Uh, using your card, the bank will investigate every single one individually. Mm. Um, if you used any particular device to do your banking or your transaction, the banks will call for those devices as well so that they can perform diagnostics against it to see whether you've been responding to phishing mails or, you know, not having malware on your device or whatever. Mm. So I think really important for us to start being really serious about this, you know, taking it seriously and understanding that we are vulnerable as bank customers. And the criminals know that. They know that banks would look after themselves and look after their systems and are constantly at it. But they know that you and I as individuals may not necessarily be taking the same kind of precautions, which creates the opportunity for them. Good. Yeah. It's uh, Sabric warns that uh, beware a skellum is lurking this Christmas season. So please uh, take every precaution. Absolutely. Yeah. Sabric is not just a pretty face. Sabric does a lot of good work. And you're around the country constantly telling people how to be careful. And we appreciate what you're doing because there'd be more victims if it wasn't for someone like yourself. Many Thank thanks you. to you for that. Thanks so much, Gary. And we hope yeah. to see you again next week. Yes, absolutely. Great. It's been lovely. Kalyani Pillay, many thanks for this. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.